what's going on everybody my name is jesse rivera and you are about to listen to episode number 100 of jesse rivera likes to talk yeah that's the new podcast name jesse rivera likes to talk it's no longer comic talk the podcast it is now jesse rivera likes to talk because i like to talk and i'll talk and i'll talk and i'll talk and usually i'll talk about music i'll talk about movies talk about something pop culture uh today we're talking about the top five albums from the lilith era the 90s were a great time of music i was working at a record store i was working at the warehouse and so much good music was coming through in the 90s like we had grunge we had alternative we had just you name it. oh man we had r&b we had great soundtracks the 90s were fucking great time of music and today we are going to zero in on the women that rocked the 90s and we're not just doing like solo artists we just want like just the female was the lead on the album like it could be the cranberries it could be no doubt it could be garbage or it could be a solo album it could be alanis it could be taurus it could be sarah mclaughlin as long as the female was in charge that's what we focused on today my guests are Allison Baker Merritt, I hope I said her second last name right, and Sarah Sykes Walsh. I met them uh, a few years back when I was doing improv, taking improv classes at the Sacramento Comedy Spot, and I I I knew that Sarah was heavy into music because like I follow her on Instagram, and her and Allison were BFFs back in the Comedy Spot days, and it was great to reunite them and talk music and just reminisce. On some good old times and i had a lot of fun recording this podcast so i hope you enjoy listening to it um i'm going to the movies tonight you guys i'm going to get to i get to sit in a movie theater tonight they are showing la bamba yeah la bamba from 1987 they're showing it uh just one day so i'm gonna go watch it no it's showing for two days but i'm gonna go watch it tonight i'm super excited about sitting in the movie theater i hope i don't get claustrophobic i don't know it's been uh, the last movie I saw at the theater was The Gentleman with uh, Matthew McConaughey. Remember that one? That was back in January of 2020, and that was a long time ago. So, without further ado, please enjoy episode number 100 of Comic. Oh, I said it, Comic Talk. Episode number 100 of Jesse Rivera likes to talk top five albums of the Lilith era. Have a great day, everybody. Bye. Sarah, Allison, how the hell are you guys? Hi. I can't believe I forgot to put a flannel shirt on for this. I'm you know, pissed off at myself. I thought the same thing. Uh, and I was like, well, Sarah's going to do that. I don't want to like totally take away her grunge vibes, you know, because you've really like kind of narrowed in on the grunge vibes lately. It's a personality at this point. <laughs> Hey, you guys want to introduce yourselves? We could start with Sarah and then we'll go to Allison. Yeah, sure. I'm Sarah Walsh, 90s kid, uh, music lover, feminist, sometimes comedian, originally from Bakersfield, although that's not how I know Jesse. <laughs> Somehow. Yes. All right. Allison, how about you? 
I'm Allison, soon to be Allison Baker Merritt. I haven't decided exactly how I'm going to deal with the naming convention. I think it's just going to be Merritt. I don't know. We're, we're, not, we're not sure. And by we, I mean, I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> I am a copywriter by day, like Sarah, sometimes comedian by night. Not lately, really, but I still identify as a comedian, if that makes sense. Yes. And yes. I'm a new dog mom. Yes. Which is my personality now. <laughs> How, how, how many months have you been a dog mom now? That's, that's super new. Yeah, we got her on January 31st. Wow. So I'm not going to do the math, but it's, it's been a minute, but um, feels like a lifetime. You're supposed I, to know to the week how old your baby is. She so. is 20. Hold on. I think she's 22 weeks. I, I get so excited every time one of my friends becomes a new dog parent because I'm like, yes, their Instagram is about to be lit and you mm -hmm. have not let us down. You have not let us <laughs> down. That's yeah. true. Obsessive dog mom uh, reporting for duty. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Good job. Good job. So I met, I met you guys at the Sacramento Comedy Spot. Uh, you guys were already like established improvisers. Like you guys were the cool kids and... I always like I always thought I was always a huge fan of both of you but then like I ended up in like I think improv 301 with both of you uh -huh. and you guys were not only amazing improvisers you guys are the nicest people ever you're like no don't offend me <laughs> like that uh, guys, no one usually describes us that way so this is exciting you guys are always so nice to me and then allison and i we took musical improv together right uh, did. yeah we did yeah. that was so fun yeah and um i want to fanboy out a little bit on allison right now but what i want to say is that allison like you were already like in lady business and you were already like in herald and like every time i saw you on stage like you were great right everyone had an off night every once in a while right but then like when when we took musical improv together, like that shit was hard, you know? <laughs> and I remember like watching you like not be comfortable, like you like struggle, like it was hard for everybody. And then like, I don't know how many months later you're in You the Musical and like to watch you go from like, this shit is hard, I'm struggling, oh my God, to like, you the musical and i think i went to like one uh, one or two you the musical rehearsals when you were just like brand new to it and i remember like you would be like so fresh and then just to watch you go and do it and now you're doing it awesome it's been so it was so much fun to watch thank you for saying that it still is hard like it's still every time i mean it's been a year but every time i do that show i'm shitting bricks because <laughs> it's really hard and it doesn't get easier <laughs> and yeah. i'm still some nights i'm like that was not great on my part but that's part of what comedy and improv is is like sucking sometimes and still doing it anyway <laughs> improv versus comedy like improv you've got a whole team out there that's not gonna let you fail right yeah comedy yeah. there's a whole row of comics in the background waiting for you to fail like just <laughs> yes you know yeah, so, um, you, you make a bad choice as an improviser like five people are ready to like incorporate that choice and make it something good and like you make a bad choice as a comic mm -hmm. and it's crickets, you know? Yes. So, um, and that's why I feel so spoiled to have worked with the improvisers that I've worked with, because even though there are lots of times where I am just coming up with 
just the worst, <laughs> the worst material. Like there's always someone to like make that into a gem. And um, sometimes I hope that I do the same thing. <laughs> oh, I was but, gonna say that, oh, sorry. No, no, that's it. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say that I, the reason I always threw a hissy fit when they moved us around Allison and would separate us is because I got like, uh, you were like my emotional support human on stage. Like as long as Allison's next to me, I feel comfortable because I knew you would always be there to like write the course when I took us off on something dumb. And same thing. Like that's, that's why I think like we work well together because like, if I'm, if I'm pitching you something, you're going to yes and it. Absolutely. And Jesse, I feel the same way about you. Like, um, I really love working with you too. And it was so fun doing um, the musical improv because you were like all into it. And I love that. That's what it takes. That's what it takes is to like actually enjoy it. That's, yeah. that's like half it. <laughs> yeah. We, we were talking, uh, I met with uh, Janae Lovering the other day and we were talking about mm -hmm. like the next steps for telenovela. And uh, she said, you know, we need to, we need to start singing some songs on stage and start going for it. And mm -hmm. like, we should do it. So uh, we're looking forward to all of that, but we're not here to talk about improv. We're here to talk about right. music and you know, um, a long time ago when I was just doing regular interviewing comics on this podcast, um, Sarah reached out to me and she's like, can I invite myself onto your show? And I was like, hell yes. But that's when like I was recording in my living room and she was like, well, maybe one of these days when I'm in Sacramento. And even back then I said, well, if you're going to be on the podcast, you got to bring Allison with you. And I am a support human. Yeah, and like, yeah it's going to happen, but we didn't know how. And then when I switched over and I started doing these top fives, because like, I mean, how many comics can you interview and listen to them talk about their podcasts? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just painful. Um, I started doing these top fives and like, I was like, oh, I have an angle now for Sarah. And I reached out to Sarah and I told her, I was like, do you think Allison can hang? And she was like, I don't know. We're going to find out. And yeah, we don't know. <laughs> And when she in, I was like, hell yes. And we're doing the top five uh, women in rock of the 90s, basically the, what I like to call the Lilith era. Even though like the Lilith Fair didn't start until like 97, 98, 99, it was like that whole wave leading up to that. And um, I, I always think these lists are going to be easy. Let me tell you, I had some like harsh words were spoken to me over this the course of this week when I was like giving some of my really close friends what I thought my list was going to be. And they'd be like, I can't believe you're leaving so-and-so off. And I'm like, mm, doesn't mean anything to me. And they're like, oh, you're an idiot. And I was like, well, um, yeah. That's why you have every, you have three people on. So like, hopefully we'll, we'll all together create one mega list. Yeah. And then I was telling Sarah um, in the, in the in the convo before this that i posted on my facebook and i posted in this record group that i'm in asking for the top fives the the facebook post got like 49 comments and the the record group also got like 49 comments of just like all of these great artists and i can't wait to hear what we narrow it down to um i finally just went with uh basically my my emotion, my, like my heart, like I was like, I didn't give a darn about like the tours or the, the, the charts or the, the numbers. I was just like, these are the albums that I, 
absolutely love and hold on to and still listen to. So I guess we're ready. This is from the heart. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's from the heart too. Very nostalgia based. Yeah. All right. You guys ready? Yes. All right. Let's kick it off with number five and let's go. Let's go alphabetical order. All right. Let's go, Allison. Okay. What's your number five? Okay. I, I do have an admission before I start my list. I, in the 90s, I was like very into the religious scene because, you know, you do what your family does. So I was in the religious scene. And so 90s music almost entirely evaded me until recently because I was listening to, this is very niche and no one's going to know what I'm talking about. Michael W. Smith, Stephen Curtis Chapman, and my, what's that? You said Jars of Clay? Jars of Clay. Sarah, how do you know about this? Jars of Clay, DC Talk. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, I feel But my number five pick is Amy Grant. Oh. Okay. It's not a popular choice. I will admit that, but I have to honor my roots because she did. She you know she did go mainstream for Baby Baby and a few other songs, and that one Christmas song that's about Mary for some reason. Um, she she well we call it secular. Um, in, in the biz, <laughs> in, in the niche world of evangelicals. <laughs> but, uh, you know, she's my number five. Yeah, a- Amy Grant's, that was uh, Hearts in Motion. Yes, yes, yes. With uh, Every Heartbeat, uh, Baby Baby. I loved Baby Baby. Great pick. Yeah, yeah. Such a- I, think she, I think she got a divorce, which like made everyone mad at her. Not yeah. me. Yeah, me neither. I don't care. You do you. Amy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Amy Grant. Love um, it. Sarah, what do you have? So the first album, like literally album name that I thought of when you said albums was Tuesday Night Music Club by Sheryl Crow, which came out in 1993. I was 10 years old. Um, and it's a badass album. There's like not one song that's not great. And I remember my mom and I used to listen to it and I have a 10 year old right now who thinks I'm cool still, but almost not. So. <laughs> you know, I love that. The, uh, that, that album just like blew up. And, but what was crazy about that record is that like the single, all I want to do uh-huh. was like this fun, catchy pop song. And then, but then you listen to the album and it's just like, yeah. Full of heartbreak and anger. I agree. And yeah, yeah. Uh, ben and I, our first dance was to a Cheryl Crow song called I Shall Believe. Do you okay. know that song? Uh-huh. It's on a Tuesday Night Music Club album. Okay. The only reason we knew about it is because we watched uh, Haunting of Hill House, the Blythe Manor one. And it was like the very, we were really digging deep because our song is Careless Whisper. And we were like, we can't dance to that song at our wedding. It's about cheating. Uh-huh. <laughs> so instead we sang a song that's just only a little bit about cheating. We sang a yeah. song, <laughs> we sang it. That would be that's really amazing. Funny. Anyway, so that's just a, that's a deep cut for me. All right. Okay. My number five, um, and I, I should have put it like, like, really this should be higher on my list, but. I was went ahead and was like, okay, this is totally me. This is all me. The first time I heard this artist, I was in a Taco Bell. And they were, <laughs> because Taco Bell had um, this compilation CD called uh, Do Something. What was it called? 
yeah, dude, it was called Do Something. It had all these these artists, and they were playing it in the Taco Bell. And that was the first time I heard Sarah McLaughlin. <gasps> and so Sarah McLaughlin's Fumbling Towards Ecstasy. This is probably my most listened to record CD iTunes of all time. Like, I still listen to it. It's, it's like, I hate to say, like, I, don't, I hate saying cliche things like beautifully haunting, but it's, <laughs> it's just like um, not a, like one happy song on the whole album, which is about ice cream. And uh, like, that makes everyone happy. And every other song on this album is about like, why don't you stay? You know, uh, the song mm-hmm. uh, Hold On is about uh, someone dying of AIDS. Um, it's just, it's so tragic and it's just, but it's like, I don't know, it's so hopeful at the same time, but, um, it's absolutely, it's absolutely my, one of my favorite albums of all time. And, uh, my feedback on this, Jesse, is that it's so low on your list. Yeah. I was thinking that I thought I was like, I was like, this is only me. I, I really sometimes think like I'm the only one that likes this album. It was like, you say, you mentioned Sarah McLaughlin and people are like, yes, but they all say surfacing. They mm. all say the album after this one. And so. Um, I need to know what year that came out. That Just came out. Orient myself. 1993. Yeah. Okay. I was 10. 93. Yep. And I, and I, I heard I, they, they were playing Possession in Taco Bell and I got, I got my two Chalupas and I went straight to the record store. <laughs> I love that that's like where we hear music. Like we had to be somewhere. We couldn't just be like on our computer. We had to like hear it in the wild. That's so true. Yeah, it was uh, Sarah. It was the it was the Taco Bell uh, way out. uh, Oh, I was going to ask, by the way, off of of 50. (laughs) The the Taco Bell on 50, like right by the 58 freeway and we patch highway. Yeah. Yeah. Way out there. Yeah. All right. Uh, Allison, you're number four. Okay, so this is a song. I mean, I've, I've kind of gone like artists. I haven't done album because I think okay. I just couldn't choose. Um, but for me, my number four is Natalie Imbruglia, Torn. Uh-huh. Um, and this kind of does tie into, again, my religious roots because I heard the song on the radio and whenever it would play, my mom would change the channel because it talked about her lying broken and naked on the floor. Uh-huh. And like, that was a metaphor mom like that was a metaphor okay she wasn't maybe literally lying you know naked on the floor maybe she was it's not up to us to decide but I mean I was probably like 15 when I heard that song that's not true I was younger than that but um this is what this is the kind of stuff we're dealing with you guys as far as musical censorship hell yeah (laughs) I just bought this maybe like two weeks ago because I uh I've always loved Torn, and I couldn't remember whether or not the whole album was good. Um, <laughs> I think I just liked looking at the cover, you know? Um, but yeah, yeah. It's gorgeous. And torn, uh, torn. I bought it, and it's it's absolutely good. And that album made uh, Sarah Aga Mohammadi's uh, top five. Nice. Uh, she I saw commented that. On, on those. Okay. Nice. So we're, we're going to call that one uh, Natalie and Bruglia's uh, Left of the Middle. Yes. Because it got mentioned a lot in uh, when I was asking for people's lists. Oh, I scrolled so, through the all the comments because yeah. I wanted. So that's to- what we're gonna. That's what we're gonna do with you, Sarah, uh, uh, Al. So we're gonna we're gonna take the we're gonna take your song, your artist, and we're gonna narrow it down to the album that was in that era. So okay, yeah, yeah. cool and the gang. Cool. There's no wrong answers here. 
No wrong answers. This is improv. Yes, and. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, what do you got at number four? Okay, so number four, it was 1995. I was 12 years old. It's Jewel, Pieces of You. Um, I spent so many hours just playing this album on repeat in my room, being like, my parents don't understand me. <laughs> and then as I was like thinking about it, I was like that Christmas, they had bought me a CD player and the Stone Temple Pilot CD Purple. So I think they did actually understand me. <laughs> I love Jewel and that was such a great record and she's still around, you know? Um, her, do you remember her song being on uh, the, the Razor Intuition? uh that was like a song in an ad campaign for a razor called intuition wow no i don't like a, a a hair razor or a razor yeah. scooter or a razor phone oh good question this is the 90s after all oh, um the razor the razor the flip phone razor you guys there are lots of razors i guess i need to be more clear uh like a straight razor that you shave your armpits with Oh, or like or it was a fear. I didn't know week. that. Which song was the those, theme those ads, of the? Those ads weren't sent to me. No. <laughs> yeah, you were not their target. Those ads. No. Intuition. Intuition. Because the product was oh. called Intuition. Yeah. It was like their later later on this album. No, no, it was like I think that was two thousands. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm not sure why I brought that up. <laughs> Take me out of here. <laughs> All right, uh, my number four. Fucking love this CD. Still, this CD rocks. I last night I tried to um, like uh, list how many times I've seen this band live, and I just I stopped because it was too hard. But my number four, released in 1995, the first Garbage album. Yeah. Oh my god. Self-titled. Self-titled. Um, <laughs> Sarah, I saw them at the Kern County Fair in 1998. Wow. I'm surprised they were playing the Kern County Fair in 1998. Here's a great story. So I read an interview once and they were, they interviewed, they were interviewing. Okay. So first of all, saw them at the Kern County Fair the following day. Everyone that came in, I worked at the, I worked at the warehouse, the record store. Mm -hmm. The following day, all the cool kids were coming in saying, oh my God we met garbage after the show we met garbage after the show like 10 people were just like we met garbage after the show they were outside smoking cigarettes and talked to us and so like a year later i'm reading an interview with shirley manson and they had just finished that tour and they were like what's it like being on the road and she's like it's miserable she's like it's horrible she's like every night you just go from the you go from the you drive all night in the morning you go from your from your bus to the hotel you sleep, you go from the hotel to the arena. The arena is just an endless cycle. She's all, the only saving grace was in the middle of the tour, we got to play outside in Bakersfield. And it was the first time we had seen outside in months. And we didn't want to go back to our hotel. We sat outside and smoked cigarettes and talked to the kids for hours after the show. Oh my gosh. And I was like, oh my God. Because first of all, I thought they were all lying that they had met garbage. <laughs> <laughs> But it turns out, yeah, and she mentioned it. And so uh, Garbage, self-titled. Um, I also saw them um, 
I went to see, I, I mean, Smashing Pumpkins were great, mm-hmm. but I, they were never like one of my favorite groups, but I went and saw Smashing Pumpkins just because Garbage was opening. Um, Good enough reason. Yeah, and I think I saw Garbage open up for No Doubt at the at Centennial Gardens. Uh-huh. I think I saw that's in that's in Bakersfield, Allison. Was there, We're gonna have a I'm nodding my head, but yeah, I we got to we got to let Allison in on the Bakersfield references because no, I, I got a reference coming up. As well. I think they're gonna happen, but uh-huh. that's my number four. Allison, I like that. Allison, okay. you're number three. Okay. Okay, so my number three was Sarah McLaughlin. Um, I think for me, <laughs> Arms of an Angel. Um, I <clears throat> was introduced to the song in an earnest way, um, as we all Got were. Angel in it. Yeah, I, like it. You know, we. It's been played at funerals, are earnestly for years, and only now has it become a meme, but. Um, I've been to like <laughs> funerals where in the nineties, like this was like the song to play, like, and you know, we've all been through some tragedy and also we've seen uh dog suffering to the track of this music. I'm just saying it's versatile. Okay. And now it's, a, it's kind of comedy gold because now it's so it's part of the zeitgeist mm-hmm. as sort of like a comically, uh, earnest <clears throat> song. Yeah, I, I kind of have a uh, I, I have some kind of feelings about that because like yeah you're like I freaking love the song but like you mention it and you can't help but think of that poor commercial of yeah. the dogs. It's and, a punchline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we're putting you down for Sarah McLaughlin surfacing uh, her third. I think it's like her third or fourth album, but it's really the one that just blew her up and. Yeah, then, it's the one we all know. The Adia and Building a Mystery, all those ones. Oh, do you remember yeah. the Building a Mystery music video? Where it's just like her touching things that have light. And like, it's, I don't know what it means. But she's just talking about, there's just this, I don't know what it means. Do you guys know? It's just, it's just pretty to look at. I don't know. But I know what it's like to be a beautiful fucked up man. Uh-huh. So, building a Mystery, yes. <laughs> um sarah what do you got number three number three is something that i did not appreciate until my elder age so at the time and allow me to go on a long story about bakersfield um so at the time that this band was popular although they still are popular uh i was 10, 11, and my best friend and I, she loved this band and I was like, they suck. And I think I was just an asshole. Um, the album is Everybody Else Is Doing It So Why Can't We by the Cranberries. Oh, yeah. And, oh, so um, My best friend Carrie and I got into a fight outside the t-shirt outlet on White Lane and Ash because she was like, would you go see the Cranberries if you got free tickets? And I was like, no, I hate them so much. I would not even go to see this band if I got free tickets. And I think I hated the Cranberries because I was an asshole, because I wanted to argue with my best friend. Um, Because then as I got older, I was like, what? Like Dolores O'Rourdon is the best, rest in peace. And Every song is great. What was I thinking? So I picked Everybody Else Is Doing It, So Why Can't We 
although um, because it was not actually of the time, you know, I was not in love with the band at the time. I'm also adding no need to argue in there um, because that was actually probably when we got in the fight, to be honest, that was 1994. So we were probably a little older, rode our bikes down to the t-shirt outlet. <laughs> a white lady Nash. I know exactly where that is. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. looked up, I looked it up on the map last night. Cause I was like, is that t-shirt outlet still there? And it is. Wow. And there was yeah. a food, there was a food for less there. There was a food for less. There was a wiener schnitzel. The fast trip was across the street. Yeah. And then uh, now there was a, now I think there's a Smith's bakery there oh. where the fast trip is. But yeah, um, I, uh, I listened to it just this, I listened to it this morning. Um, because, uh, I was so really torn um, as to which cranberries I wanted to put on here. And um, I love all of the cranberries, but everyone else is doing it. Um, it has that song, Pretty. Uh, yeah. I love that song. Um, but she says so many great things that album. So she says, you have my heart, so don't hurt me. God dang, dude. The album is so, uh, it's it's so good. It's so good. And yeah, rest in peace, Dolores. That was, that was so tragic because they were getting ready to tour. And I was like, I'm going to go see them this time. Yeah. It didn't happen. Didn't happen. Okay. My number three, uh, I was torn because. Were you uh, Natalie and Bruglia torn? No, no, <laughs> not Natalie and Bruglia torn. Okay. I was torn because like, I knew this artist, like I knew I wanted this artist, but did I want this artist with her band or did I want this artist solo? And I really had to think of like, what do I listen to more? Um, but my number three is Natalie Merchant, Tiger Lily. Ooh. Oh my God. This, the first song, San Andreas Fault is about California. Like you can't, I love songs about California. Um, I know a lot of people like to hate on California now. A lot of people like to leave leave california and come back you know um yeah but this album is so great uh san andreas fault wonder uh beloved wife river which is about river phoenix um oh is so, such Rip. so great but um i didn't know if i wanted to do that one or if i wanted to do Ten Thousand maniacs yeah. unplugged um but i settled with uh natalie merchant her first solo, um, saw her on the Lilith Festival. Uh, oh, and I saw her at the Fox, Sarah. Damn. I saw her at the Fox and at, and at the Lilith Festival. Uh, Lilith Festival was uh, 1998. Dude, you know how much tickets were for the Lilith Festival? How much? The good seats, because there was, there was the cheap seats. There was only two price levels. Yeah. The cheap seats were 26 bucks. Damn. And the good tickets were fifty two fifty. Those are the days. That's what parking is now. You'd be lucky to park. Yeah. Now. But and how would you guys feel about going back to concerts? Uh, when when will you do that? Anytime. <laughs> Literally anytime. Yeah, because I think especially like open air venues and stuff, they can do so much with spacing. Yeah. I would probably pay. Well, especially for my number one, which we'll get to, or my number two, I would pay hundreds of dollars, several hundreds of dollars to see them and be in my little bubble. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm, oh God, I hope, I think, I hope I know who you're talking about. And I think we're going to talk about that. 
Okay. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. But Allison, we're going to let you talk because we're getting, we're getting there. We're already at our number twos. Um, I know. So my number two is a diva. Um, years in Vegas. Uh, you may know her from the Titanic soundtrack and also like any easy listening soundtrack you've ever heard. Celine Dion. Celine Dion. Chris asked me this morning why Celine Dion was not on my list. Spoiler alert, Celine Dion's not on my list. <laughs> so I'm well, glad she's on yours. Yeah, I did feel like I personally took some of the more uh, bizarre <laughs> picks from the 90s that wouldn't get chosen, but I think deserve a little bit of uh, flair. But I am curious to see what all of your other last choices are too, because maybe you hit a few of them too. But yes, I don't even have an album that I appreciate from her, but I remember the Titanic song being like a big part of my life. Yeah. We couldn't get away from it. It was just everywhere. And uh, we sold so many copies of that. And then the album that she had right after that, I can't think of what that was called, but like she was standing on the cover. It was like, she had a white shirt. Uh, was it like in a white suit or something? Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah. I can't remember. Her her relationship with her manager husband was always like very curious to me. Like I wasn't sure if it was beautiful or creepy. It was, <laughs> yeah. It, it was creepy. It was creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I disagree, but you know. I, I want to hear you Sarah. Because he was like, he started managing her when she was like very, she was like 14 or something. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. And then <laughs> it's creepy. Um, All right. Well, I don't want to go on the record as being. <laughs> I'll just amend my position and say, yeah, that was but she was really broken up when he died. Yeah. I know that part was really sad, I think. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, yeah, everyone has their own love story. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah, what do you got at number two? Okay. At number two, this is, this is reaching that it's from the Lilith era, but so is Allison's whole list, so I feel good. My whole it. list. <laughs> yeah. um, and this is the Dixie Chicks Fly from 1999. Oh um, I, so if I said that I like burned jewel pieces of you into the ground, like I probably have the Dixie Chicks album still in like a binder with the sleeves and I should go look for it and see just how scratched up it is because it got played constantly. There are no bad songs on the entire album. Um, I was 16 years old and, oh, and I should say, by the way, it's the chicks, me, Dixie chicks. Right, right. Yeah, so that's right. For that. Even my daughter just knows them as the chicks now because they have a great album that came out last year. Um, that was so yeah, Dixie chicks fly. I, uh, uh, a really good friend of mine texted me her list. And in fact, I'll share her list right now. Um, Alicia Uribe, who's been on the podcast a few times uh sent me her list last night and her list was uh veruca salt liz fair uh sarah mclaughlin lisa loeb no doubt and an honorable mention to martina mcbride wild angels yes and i told her i was like wow props for the martina mcbride i'm wondering if anyone will have dixie chicks um here we are design yeah that album was really important to me too like my best friend and i would, would listen to that on like road trips with our families and our families unfortunately knew the album too because we wouldn't stop listening to it i i could sing every song on that album 
Now, how did your mother feel about murder in the case of Earl? So, good question. Didn't have a problem with it. So their their Venn diagram of what was appropriate and what wasn't is very confusing, and I still haven't figured it out. Okay. Yeah, I don't think we're ever supposed to figure our parents out. Right. Yeah, that's part of our job. <laughs> yeah, like we just eventually deflect and try not to let our kids figure us out. Um, yeah, yeah. Kids, but anyway, that's 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 the pattern I see. Like, uh, <laughs> we stop trying to figure our parents out and then start trying to like, no, quit blaming me for everything. Uh, but okay, my my number two. Okay, yeah, that's where we're at, right? Okay. Yeah. My number two. Um, the very first, I, I was I was driving out in the country between Arvin and Lamont, mm -hmm. and I heard this song, uh, Sunday nights on Crab Radio, Lotus Felcher used to have like this really cool radio show, uh -huh. and he would play like all of the best new alternative music, yeah. and I'll never forget the first time I heard You Ought to Know. Uh-huh off of Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill. Uh -huh. Let me tell you that like, like girls, women, like heard um, You Ought to Know and were just like, this is my anthem. Guys heard You Ought to Know and got terrified and were yes. like, oh, yes. she's going to kill us. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm here to ruin, she's all, she says, in the song she says, you told me you'd hold me until you died, but you're, but still, you're alive. still alive. And I'm and here, I'm to, here remind you. to remind you. Of the That's amazing. Gosh. Uh, and but then the the rest of the album, so like you buy the album and you're like, it's gonna be all these songs about like and but no, it's like all these songs of like uh I don't even know what the name of the song is where she says don't forget to take first place. Um all I really want, you ought to know, perfect, hand in my pocket, right through you. Gosh. Not a bad one on Not the album. A bad song on the whole album. Um I saw her live two or three times, not as many times as I wish I would have. Yeah. Um, but hopefully I'm going to see her this summer. Fingers crossed. Yeah. She was She's supposed to be last year. Touring so. with garbage and Liz Fair. So um, I hope I get to see that. But yeah, Alanis Morissette, Jagged Little Pill is my number two. Oh, shoot. Okay. So we're at our number ones. Um so before that, I want to go, I want to like just read some of the lists um, from all of the folks on that commented on, um, like I said, I posted this on, on Facebook yesterday. It got 50 comments. And um, let's see, Damien, Damien Harmony, a local Sacramento comic, uh, says, Tori Amos, man, she was hauntingly beautiful. Alanis Morissette had such a sharp edge to her. Natalie Merchant was steady and comforting. Sarah McLaughlin, this is a Sarah McLaughlin's sweetness helped carry me through healthy tears. Uh, Dan Scott, we all know him. Yeah. There are plenty of LPs I like more, but Jules' Pieces of You feels like the poster child album of this era. Yes. Uh, Robert, <laughs> Robert Berry, Fiona Apple for life. Uh, Jessica Roberts, a local comic, uh, also a great photographer. Uh, she lists Jewel, Pieces of You, Sean Colvin, A Few Small Repairs, Alanis Morissette, Jagged Little Pill. Here's one, Melissa Etheridge, Your Little Secret. Oh, that's so good. And Sarah McLaughlin, Surfacing. Um, my friend Mike Brewer and Jenna 
uh, Laura just went at it with a bunch of uh, Paula Cole is the takeaway from that list, but they went back and forth for like 12 replies. All right. Sarah, I, I always love Sarah. Sarah always has some good stuff. Sarah, Aga Mohammadi. This topic gives me all the teen girl feels. Number five, Lisa Loeb tails. Number four, Natalie and Bruglia left of the middle. Not sure if she counts for that era. If she doesn't, then Joan Osborne. Uh, Sarah McLaughlin surfacing. Jewel Pieces of You, Alanis Morissette, Jagged Little Pill is her number one. Uh, Jason Casey, PJ Harvey, Dry, and Portishead, Portishead. Also, Tuesday Night Music Club was pretty great. Um, Mike LaRosa, Jagged Little Pill for Life. Um, and you think he was born in the 90s? <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's got great musical taste for a youth who was born in that's the yeah, That's true. Yeah. He's, he's, he's great. I, I, I love having him on the podcast. He's going he's gonna to come back uh, next month with uh, Tina Jett, and we're doing top five Disney movies. Nice. He and I sang, oh, we did karaoke to um, November Rain, and they do not shorten the karaoke version. So Mike and I <laughs> did the like eight minute long karaoke <laughs> Too. I have pictures of it on my phone still. I've, they've come up in my memories. So that in your show notes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Did you guys have some friends, Allison? Did you have some that you almost made the list and you went back and forth? Again, here with the bizarre uh, additions, uh, there was a band called Bewitched uh, that had a song called Say La Vie. Like, say you will, say you won't, say you'll do what I want. Don't? I don't know. Oh, say you're true, say to me, say lobby. Anyway, um, it still takes up space in my head. Um, there's an Instagram comedian personality called Just Rod who, like, brings up a lot of 90s and early 2000s songs, and that's one that, like, constantly comes up, and it, it just brings back some, like, uh, pop. I mean, it's more of a pop. It's 90s, but it's pop for sure. So not exactly the alt vibe we're going for, which is why I'm here to, to really fuck things up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep us on our toes. Yeah. <laughs> is that your only also ran? Um, I, I mean, Spice Girls. Oh. I'm doing groups. My my alts are group, girl bands. Uh-huh. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. All right. Sarah, what did, what did you have in your also ran? So my alt list would be Tracy Chapman, New Beginnings. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Tracy Chapman's best album was the 1988 self-titled album. Yes. Talking about a revolution. Um, fast car. Fast car. Yeah. So I put New Beginnings or New Beginning. I don't know which. Um, new Beginning. Uh, because I think much like some of these other bands I've mentioned, I came to it later in life. Um, I had garbage the one you had jesse and garbage version 2.0 on my list no doubt tragic kingdom um as well as some shania twain and some mariah carey oh shania twain yeah i forgot all about that her yeah don't worry don't worry oh oh, okay is this a foreshadowing she was i don't know i i love shania twain uh and Bakersfield, you couldn't escape uh, Shania Twain no. or um, 
such a big country town. Yes. Um, let's see. On my also rants, I I really wanted to mention Hole Live Through This, but I think I'm saving this album now for like an alternative uh, podcast. And can I come this, back for that one? This one is. I listened to this one this morning. Uh, Belly. They had that one hit song of what feed the tree they were they were huge yeah. um and of fiona apple but it's it puts me in a mood like yeah. and it's not the best mood and it's not <laughs> it's not ever a good mood and it's it it puts me in a mood but it's so good like it sounds so great and it's like um i don't think i've ever listened to it during the day it's always like late at night um it's but it's that's one of my also rants and i, I didn't know Ten Thousand maniacs unplugged god this is such a great record uh but i'm also like i've been in love with natalie merchant since i don't know when like she's great she's divorced right now i don't know um she's free. there's a chance i don't know mm-hmm. i think she lives in new york though it's kind of tag her in this uh video uh-huh. yeah Okay, I will. I will. I'll tag her in the video. All right. So keep saying nice things about me, ladies. Um, yeah, yeah. Natalie's so much in yeah. common. He's hilarious. He's a devoted dog dad. He loves music. What more can you want? He put oh. you on the top five list. Come on. Top five. All right. Okay. So let's let's do this, Allison. You you threw us a right. hint. What's your number I one? Did. I did. Well, uh, as we know, this artist has done loving things for the cheetah print. Shania Twain. Yay. Or just Shania if you're nasty. <laughs> um, I'm thinking about that don't impress me much because that was, again, one of the first pop songs I was introduced to. I'm thinking about the music video where it was like a lookalike of Brad Pitt, I think. Was that the star that it was supposed to look like? Um, a lot of cheetah, a lot of desert, a lot of attitude, and I'm here for it. I still love it. And also yeah. you got her ballads. Like she she had everything. That's why I don't want to choose an album necessarily because she just, she rocks steady. Yeah. She she was amazing. Um I don't I don't I don't want to try to take anything away from like how ama- like the talent she had, like the singing voice, but she also had in her corner producer Mutt Lang. Yeah. Who in the 80s produced Def Leppard, um, ACDC. Like wow. he, he he knew how to produce this huge, loud arena rock sound. And when Shania came out with the the that I what is the name of that album that had all of those? Because the first album had like Whose Bed Have Your Boots Been Under? Yeah, so that was what made you say that, but then the album after that was just it just exploded. Oh, and, come on over. So then the woman in me was the boots, what, whose bed have your boots been under? Okay, so come on, come on over. Yeah. All right. That that's that album was just packaged for the arena. It was so ready to go out on tour. And she absolutely did that. She worked her butt off, but like it was like the perfect combination of her talent and the great uh, genius production in the in the studio. And yeah, she was amazing. She cheated on her with her best friend. That's right. And then she dated the guy. She married her husband. I mean, I love that. (laughs) I love it. 
I, well, Shania also transcended the country genre. She was, you know, one of the first, like Dixie Chicks became, they were all country artists, but they really slammed into the pop scene, which is why I know about them. Cause I was not really into country growing up. Yeah. Well, sorry. No, um, we, we grew up in Bakersfield. Like we, you can't escape it. Can't, you, can't, you can't escape country. You can't. Um, I'm a city gal. <laughs> I call my I, I call myself Mexican Oki. Um, <laughs> I love that. Um, Cause like you know I put tapatio sauce on my biscuits and gravy. You know <laughs> I have a low rider with a George Strait mural. Um, it's just like you just can't escape it. It's just like it's great. Let's Baker. It's Mexican Oki. It's Bakersfield. Sarah, what do you? Oh, man, hold on. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what your number one is. Like, oh. I, I like to think that I know, but I you, could, you, know. you could blow me away. I, think, um, I mean, I feel like I talk about this artist constantly. Today. Oh, I think we've talked about this artist. I think I, I think I ought to know what your number one is. I think ah. I do. I don't but, know. I want to but, thank you. Thank you for knowing that it is Alanis. <laughs> um, I, I listen to this album constantly now. Uh, in fact, last weekend, my parents were here because they're fully vaccinated and we played some music late night on the patio. And when we played, you ought to know, my dad started rage screaming, um, along with the song. He does not know the lyrics, but he thought it was so great because she was so angry and he got a lot of his own inner rage out through song. Um, beautiful. I I never got to see Alanis when I was younger. Um, and then we were going to Vegas for our 10th wedding anniversary. And like three days before the trip, Chris was like, are we going to see Alanis while we're there? And I was like, Alanis who? Like, you can't, you can't mean my Alanis. Like, that, we must be talking about somebody else who I don't know. And he was like, Alanis Morissette. And I almost shit a brick. I ran and got my computer. I bought us tickets right away. Um, and I was like, if I had been in the same city as Lannis Morissette and had not bought tickets and gone to see her show, I would never have forgiven myself. Um, I'm still kind of annoyed that Chris was like so nonchalant about it. Like, hey, do you want to, yeah. um, anyway, it was a great show. Uh, the amount of Birkenstocks and flannel shirts on the women alone were so worth it. Um, <laughs> She opened with All I Really Want, which is, I think, her best song of all time. And yeah, it was great. And then last year, we were supposed to fly to Hawaii, and she was going to be playing at the Hollywood Bowl the day before we left. And I was trying to finagle all these different ways that we could go and like drive to LA and then see the show and then fly to Hawaii late and all this stuff. And then the pandemic happened which I kind of feel was a blessing in this way because now it means that when she goes back on tour, I can buy the tickets to the show and then plan everything else in my life around that. Okay. So she's going back on tour and she's doing like the Holly, I don't know where she's doing, where she's playing down South, but she's, where, where did you see her in Vegas? At the Palm. That's where I, that's was then that where I saw her? At the Pearl Concert Theater inside the Palm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're looking for the show now, aren't you? No, I'm writing oh, I thought, I thought I'm you're writing looking... out my notes because I don't want to forget anything. Um, 
No, when did you see her? I saw her maybe maybe two years ago. Um, so we were at the same show. You think so? Were we? Was it September of 2018? I can't remember. I think she did two. Was, did she just have her baby or she was like six or seven months pregnant? No, she had, she was not pregnant. At least not that I could tell. She was sick. She, she said, right. we're, we're going to have to help us hit the high notes. And we did not have to help her hit the high notes. She <laughs> even though she wasn't feeling well. I, I saw her. I saw her in Bakersfield with uh, with Tori Amos. Oh, I love that um, at the Centennial Garden. But I definitely want to see her again because uh, she's gonna she's touring with Gar Liz Fair and Garbage are the opening acts. So you can't you can't beat that. Okay, uh, my number my number one uh, has already been mentioned, uh, but uh, Cheryl Crow's Tuesday Night Music All Club. Right. Mm -hmm. God, run okay, run baby, run. She was born in November 1963, the day Aldous Huxley died. Aldous Huxley died the same day JFK was assassinated. Yeah. So that's like kind of like being born, like no one cares because something else just huge. Happened, oh. You know, um, leaving Las Vegas, Mister, take this winning hand and make it win. God. Strong and dude, strong enough. Lie to me, I promise. I'll believe. I love strong enough. Yeah, the the Nana song where she just calls out all of the stuff that would eventually be called out later on in the Me Too movement. Yeah. She was calling it out like in nineteen. What is this? Nineteen ninety three. Yeah, ninety three. Um, and of course, I shall believe. Finish the album off. Um, but it's such a great record, and um, I've seen her live. Uh, I've seen her so many times in concert. She smiled at me once um, in concert because, like, we were like right, like right there, and I was like singing every word to every song, and like yelling marriage proposals, and then um, <laughs> <laughs> she smiled and like um, she smiled. I and I called my best friend last night, and I was like, "Hey, do you remember when Cheryl Crow smiled at me?" And she's like. Yes, I remember when Cheryl Crow smiled at you. But, so are we supposed to be setting you up with Natalie or Cheryl? You know what? I'm gonna play, I'm gonna play it safe. I think I'd rather date Natalie. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, Cheryl seems Sorry, like Cheryl. Cheryl seems like a love him and leave him. Um, mm -hmm. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. So um, I, you know, I want something lasting. Um, so Cheryl Crow, Tuesday Night Music Club. I love it. All right, so here's the hard part. Okay. okay, well, it might be easy because um, Cheryl Crow's Tuesday Night Music Club and Alanis Morissette, both those albums got mentioned twice. Correct. Right? Mm -hmm. um, I almost feel like those are going to be our one and two. Like, it might yes. be the argument as to what's number one and what's number two. But I really feel that okay so sarah mclaughlin got mentioned by me yeah. and by allison i think she's got to be on there but which yeah maybe number three i don't know but which sarah album um hmm. i almost feel like surfacing got mentioned more than think, uh fumbling i think i definitely know more songs from surfacing and and, I, and i'm okay with that 
Okay, so all right, so number three, okay. So number three is gonna be Sarah with surfacing. Yeah. Now we've got two slots left. <sighs> you don't have to guess any of mine. What about Okay, look. I feel cranberries. I don't know. I, I like, okay, so I was going to say the cranberries. And what about one of the country artists? Yeah. Like, what if, like, the Dix, okay, what if it's like number five is the Dixie Chicks Fly? Number four is, I don't know which cranberries. And then two and one, who's two and, okay, so are we cool with like, the Dixie Chicks Fly is number five. The Cranberries, we got to set, and what we got to settle is like, which Cranberries? Okay. Let's do that right now. Which okay. Cranberries? The first one or the second one? The second one seems to be like when they blew up, but the first one is, I think, a better album, but I don't know. So that's where, yeah. So I think that the first one, because it has linger, it has dreams. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The second one has zombie, which is what a lot of people know, especially because that yeah. band did a remake of it a couple years ago. Uh huh. But the first one, right? Yeah. No, that's the second one. No, but well, okay. So which one? Which one are you leaning towards? Are you leaning towards? I'm leaning towards everybody else is doing the it. The first so one. I can't wait. Yeah. yeah. I'm okay. With is that. linger on that album? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Then yeah, I'm I'm on board. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. That's everyone else is doing it. I Once was, we, uh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, the, uh, there's, there's a cranberries, uh, live in Paris full concert on YouTube. And it's from the end of this tour. Where is it? I was like, I could see it on the screen. It's from the end of this tour. Uh -huh. So they are so strong, so solid, and the crowd is just so into it. Like if you ever just want to kick back with a bottle of wine and watch a full concert, it's I on do. YouTube. It's free. Okay. It, is, it is them at their strongest. Okay. The Walsh karaoke hour, Sarah. I I already write. It. That's why I'm taking all these notes so that I have stuff <laughs> later to be like, I got. We got to listen to this. We got to listen to that. Um. Who's number one? Who's number two? I could, I'm going to say, oh, fuck. I, <laughs> I, I would say that um, Cheryl is number two and Alanis is number one, but I, I'll hear any argument. I agree. I heartedly oh. agree. I was trying, I was just getting on my calculator to do averages of like, okay, well, if Jesse picked <laughs> this one is two and, you know, then what's the average? But anyway, if there's not going to be any argument, then I will not do math and I will say it's that I, I co-signed this. <laughs> I love that you were going to bring out your calculator though. Like what a, what a strategy to determine. You uh, cannot argue uh, with math. Okay. No. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you can, but you can't. Um, <laughs> right. All right, so number five, the Dixie Chicks will fly. Number four, the Cranberries. Everyone else is doing it, so why don't me? Number three, Sarah McLaughlin surfacing. Not fumbling, sorry, Sarah. Natalie Merchant got left off. I'm sorry. Oh, man, how are you going to explain this to her? No, I think you guys... You know what, that's a good point. 
I think we can, I think we have to keep the cranberries, but I think we could get rid of the Dixie chicks if we need to. I think so too. I think that they're, they're nineties, but they're not as true to the genre as uh, Natalie Merchant. So I'm willing to take one for the team, Jesse. Same. You're taking one for Jesse. Thank you. Thank you Mm -hmm. for uh, being a good wingman there, Allison. You got it. All right. So number five is Natalie Merchant's Tiger Lily. Yes. Number four, the cranberries. Everyone else is doing it. Oh, this is a great list. Number three, yeah. surfacing. Number two, Cheryl Crow, Tuesday Night Music Club. And number one, Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill. This is proud of us. I love this. This is such a great list. Man, but I think, okay, who would, who owned, who owned this era? Alanis or, or, um, or Cheryl? What do you mean? Like who? Who do you think? Like, well, I guess we said it, right? Alanis was number. Oh, one. She's my forever number one. Yeah. Um, I had Sarah. I think Alanis. You know what? My so. I think my I loved um, Uninvited. That that whole Unplugged album was so good, but Uninvited is such a sad song where she's just like, I'm not, I'm not asking for this attention. You know, like, um, it's so great. Thank you guys. I- Go for it. I have, a, I have a final question for everyone. Yeah. All right. What is what, it? Which song from this era would you choose for your karaoke song? Oh. Um, okay. Hold on. I have all these things up. Let me look. Mm. I feel like I can't do Alanis um, justice. I have thrown my voice out trying to do zombie, like driving down the road and zombie goes. <laughs> Zombie. <laughs> I would do I think I'm paranoid by garbage. Ooh. Oh good. Version 2.0 album. Because then I would really kill my voice. I'm I'm cranberry zombie all the way, Jesse. And I would I would destroy my no, I wouldn't, I can't, but I would destroy myself to try. Oh, dude, that's what I love about you, Allison. You're just you're <laughs> really take it for the team. It's for your art. Oh. Yeah. I when would, karaoke is back, I'm doing it. <laughs> I, I would go, um, I'd do a lot of You Ought to Know karaoke. That's a good one. That'd be like my dad last weekend. Yeah, yeah. I would, so da- I would dad rock the fuck out of, yeah. <laughs> out of, uh, man, this was hard. It was so much, it was so hard, but this is so rewarding here in the end. Um, thank you guys for doing this. Um, uh, I don't know what else to say. I, was like, I listen to this music all day long now. Well, I've been listening to this music for 25 years now, and it's it doesn't get old. Uh, you know, the the Lilith Festival was something great. It's too bad it, it finished, but it was three years: 97, 98, and 99. And I tried to like make a list of every artist that performed on it. It was just all over the place. But that first Lilith Festival, uh, Tracy Chapman was on like in the middle and she blew everyone away because she was like the most veteran of all of those acts at that point. And, um, but all right. Thank you so much. Invite yourself, myself on. And thanks for letting me ride Sarah's coattails like usual.